Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is the Joe Pag Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Yes, indeed. Glad to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Lots going on. Of course, the Russian invasion of Ukraine continues. I just don't get why this guy Putin thought, hey, I'll just go kill a bunch of Ukrainians today. He just like, That just makes sense. I still, to this moment, don't know what it is that's going through his brain that says, I could just go do this. And the world community, oh, you're bad. Stop it. That's bad. Uh, no, it's it's not bad. It's It's downright evil. It's evil. It is It is heinous. It would be like you going to your next door neighbor and just saying, I'm taking your house and your stuff and I'm killing you guys. It doesn't make any sense. I don't understand why this is just allowed to happen. We break it down later with Michael Franzese. We, we compare it to the mafia life and the power struggle there from top to bottom uh, in, in that way of life. And if you show weakness, that opens, that opens up the opportunity for you to move in and do anything you want through violence, through trickery, through whatever. I don't get what Russia's doing. We're going to get an update on, on the very latest there. We'll take your phone calls on that on that situation as well. Our number three will be Jason Ho. He is from Taiwan, although he's ethnically Chinese. And we uh, we talked to him about what what is the story with China and Taiwan? What is the story with, with Xi? What, what, is he the leader of the CCP? I mean, Jason sort of says, well, you guys don't really understand how this works over here. What does that have to do with technology and with microchips and stuff like that? We'll talk about all that more on a Friday. Strings. Come on, horn section. Carry Lockie every time. Bam. Nailed it. Way to go. What day is it anyway? Where is Bob Guthrie? Bring it, Bob. Friday. Uh-huh. Thank God it's... Thank God it is Friday. Yes, it is. Friday. Thank God it's... Thank God it is Friday. Let's make it a free speech Friday. Come on. Free speech Friday. Ah, freedom. Uh-huh. Carrie, how are you? You good? Bring it as always. There's Polo. That is Sam. Short for Samema. I should know. That is what it is, right, Sam? Mm, pretty short, Sam Emma. Look at your birth Have you ever seen your birth certificate? Have you? You just think it says Samantha. Have I? I signed it. 
You, you just think it's Samantha. You, you have you ever seen it? Yes. Now, have you literally seen your birth certificate? I'm pretty sure I have a copy of it. It says Samantha. Okay. No, you, your mom was a little drugged, and she she spelled it wrong. What's the issue? All right, so no, it was a, it was a, you know, she gave birth to you, and then it was still a little sedated. That's all. I was like, do you really want it to be Samama? You're like, yes, leave me alone. And Sam, have you ever seen the video of me the night you were born? With the big old goggle glasses, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Carrie, I was so poor. What were you doing? Oh, I was so poor. I mean, I went because I, I wore prescription glasses. I've had LASIK since, but I wore prescription glasses, and we couldn't afford to get uh, to go buy new glasses. Uh huh. And uh, so we went to Goodwill, and I got some dead guy's glass frames, right? Because, uh-huh. you know, after they after people die, I guess they just donate everything to Goodwill. So I went there, sure. I bought some of those, and uh, and I went to, first of all, they were like a, a bluish gray, and they were thick for no reason. And I was in my 20s, which is stupid. Um, and, um, and, and then we went to the eye doctor just to get the lenses, because the frames really cost a lot. So just to get the lenses, and the eye doctor was like, well, do you want, do you want um, tinted or do you want clear? I was like, well, we live in Florida. We better get the tinted. Of course, I couldn't afford to get the clear ones, too, so now I had to wear the tinted ones everywhere. Uh-huh. And, um, and there I am in the hospital uh, on the night Sam's getting born. And, uh, yep, I'm just wearing these thick. Can we see? The old man. Uh, no, it, it's, a, it's a video. Uh-huh. And on the video, I'm, like, recording myself in punch trunk at this point because she took, uh, like, 12 hours to, to get done. Sam, thanks, by the way. You're welcome. And uh, and I'm going Sam and Bam and Dama Sham and Bam and Dama Sam. I'm just I'm, I don't just I'm, I'm I'm hallucinating and I'm saying Sam in every way that I can, and uh, and there I am with the glass. And now Sam, that's that's an affection. It's a fun night for you when you saw that video. Um, I only remember seeing pictures. I'm pretty sure we have a video of that. I think we have a video of me saying Sam and Bam and Bam and Dama Sam and Dama. And I think that we probably pulled a picture out of that. But uh, one thing's for sure, uh, uh, Carrie will never see it. I really want to. No, nah, that would be a lot of fun making. I don't need you making fun of me. You're already rude enough as it is. I'm not doing it. Yes, Polo. Polo, put the earbuds in and the microphones. He's ready. What? I was just going to say, I mean, you could always just take a picture of the screen if, if you didn't have it, like, on... Um... Mm. Idea man. He's an idea man, it turns out. No, because I don't want you guys to see it. Or, or you know, I mean, because it's, it's a memory. It's very special. It was when Sam special, was Special. Very special. Love that you, night. You could Absolutely. have it converted, you know, to digital. Then you would have right. it on your computer. Here we go. We'll make then, it like 1080p or maybe even 4K. Maybe. And, and then from there, then you can do a screenshot and there you go. Yeah, no, uh, we're probably not going to do any of that. Sam, would you like to see that video at some point? Yes. I, and I'm pretty sure that you have the VHS that is now digitized. So, Ooh. yeah, go ahead and take that screenshot. Mm, yeah, I'm not sure. Don't think that happened. No, no, no. Because no, I think no, once sure you have that it video, that way, yeah. you could also send that. Here we go. You know, via Dropbox or, it, huh? or something. Yeah, TikTok hey, it. you know. It'll get deleted for being stupid. <laughs> it's the best glow Mr. up Magoo, ever. Yeah, right. It'll, it'll get eight thousand, uh, you know, eight hundred thousand views. No, it's a that's that's the way. I'm telling you, I'm a blue collar guy. When I'm when you Carrie, have you ever been in a position where you're buying your glass frames at Goodwill for forty two cents? Um, no, I can't say that I have. Don't look down on my people. Don't look down on people I like me. How dare anything. you? How I'm dare you? Who do you think you are? I am not judging at all. But uh, but there you go. So, so, yes, it's a it's a a fun memory that will stay within the family. Hmm. Come on, my birthday is coming up. I like to don't don't you always say too. that the listeners are like your family though? 
I don't think I've ever said that, to be honest. I mean, you like say you love them like a brother or a sister. I do love them like a brother. So. I love them like a sister. But um, but they're not so close family-wise that they can see me at 20-something years old with, so, with my big fat head and all that hair. And so you're saying you don't care glasses. about the people is what you're saying? I don't care for the people to see that video or picture. Right. I agree with that. I agree with that. Oh, Carrie, why are you talking noise? Let's put some of your old pictures up. <laughs> I could probably do oh, that. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that's I get to choose. Works. You don't get to choose no. them. Oh, that's no, interesting. That's not going to happen. Nope. Jake, see how your mom treats me? It is uh, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247. People watching and listening, don't hold your breath. You're not going to be able to see that picture. It ain't happening. Polo's got this wry smile on his face, still thinking of ideas of how I could show it. It's not happening. You can get it redigitized. You can get it up to... Oh, it would be so funny. 4K or 8K could really, really show how stupid I was with those glasses on that. I really got to But see Sam, it. the result of the night was amazing. Oh, good. I'm glad that look at, my look, result was amazing. It, no, you, you, you did a great job that night. So, um, uh, yeah, it's, it was some Emma, and then we had to go back and correct it. Look it up. You don't think so? I doubt that. You know you were almost Andrea, right? I do know that. You know why she was almost Andrea, Carrie? Uh, why? Hurricane Andrew was barreling down as as Jenny was like uh-huh. nine months. So we were like, well, we got to somehow, you know, memorialize this. <laughs> yeah, well, she was almost after, Andrea. What's the thought process oh, okay. there? Like, hey, let's name her after this devastating hurricane. <laughs> well, we obviously oh. lived through it. I mean, she, she was a, she's she's a, a hurricane survivor. Andrew baby. Yeah. With the low pressure in town, I mean, we really thought that it was going to cause her to be born earlier. But now she just hung out. She, she waited a few weeks. Because I think Andrew was at the end of, uh, of August, to be honest. But the fear was that pregnant women would have to give birth sooner because the low pressure really does affect it. So, uh, yeah, you're almost Andrea. But Sam, I mean, you're only a Sam. You can only be a Sam. I, I mean, at this point, yes. I couldn't but even then, it was like, oh, well, she's definitely Sam. I mean, it wouldn't have made any sense to be anything else. Well, there you go. There you go. All right. Uh, 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. I don't care what you think about that conversation we just had, to be honest with you, so don't call in. Uh, <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm just saying. Uh, all right. Let's, uh, let's get into the latest on, on Russia and Ukraine. Uh, we've got this story of the 13 soldiers that were all killed by Russia, whose last thing that they said, because Russia was like, you know, if you surrender, you know, and, and they all said, you know, why don't you go F yourself? Um, that's the last thing that they said. And uh, in Russia, and I don't understand why they just rolled in and decided we're going to kill as many people as we can. What's the latest that you have? Uh, this is from the Daily Mail. Ukraine's president has warned the Russians intend to take Kiev overnight, urging his countrymen to resist the expected onslaught as Western officials say the city appears surrounded. As Zelensky addressing the nation from a secret location in the capital had a dire warning for his embattled and defiant people on Friday night. Russia will try to break our resistance with all its might, he said in a video posted to social media. Tonight, the enemy will begin storming us. We need to withstand them. Uh, Vitaly Klitschko, the former world champion heavyweight boxer who is now the mayor of Kiev, Kiev said his city faces a difficult night. Uh, the British Ministry of Defense said they believe Kiev, home to 1.4 million people, is close to being encircled as the Russians advance from all sides. In New York on Friday night, a United Nations resolution that called on Moscow to halt its attack on Ukraine and withdraw its troops was vetoed by Russia, a permanent member of the Security Council. Vladimir Putin, meanwhile, urged Ukraine's troops on Friday to overthrow 
overthrow their own government and begin to negotiate with the Kremlin. It looks like it'll be easier for us to come to terms with you than with this gang of drug addicts and neo-Nazis, he said. And there was little sign Ukrainian generals were tempted, and Russia appears to have been somewhat taken aback at the scale of Ukrainian resistance and their ability to defend their country. And there was no doubt, however, Russia's overwhelming military superiority would soon come into effect. I don't understand. Has anybody given a reason why this is happening? Because slowly but surely it's starting to sound more like what Vika told us yesterday, which is they just want to put in a puppet government that agrees with Russia on everything. So they just don't like Zelensky. That's why this is happening. And, and that's okay in 2022 planet Earth. I don't like the guy who's the next door neighbor. Let's, let's just go knock him out of power. Is that really what we're doing? Is that what we're seeing here? And, and let me ask you this. And this is sort of a general ask to anybody watching and listening. And Carrie, certainly if you've got an opinion, by all means. I mean, generally speaking, you don't because because you're the news person. But um, why is this okay? And why is Russia a permanent member of the UN? Why are we kicking them the hell out of New York City? The guy's sitting in New York City in, in a facility for an organization that we fund. We are funding the United Nations by and large. The, and, and it's housed here. Why is he allowed to stay on the... Goodbye. You're, how do you become a permanent member and then decide to just roll tanks into your neighbor and nobody can do anything? I don't understand. As a resolution against what Russia is doing and Russia has the right to veto it. Are you kidding me? What, what have I missed here? I, I don't understand. It, it, is, it is completely nutsy cuckoo to me. And, and somebody needs to make sense of, uh, of it for me. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Other than Biden being as weak and as feckless as he is, I wonder if those of you watching or listening have a better idea than I do as to why Russia thinks this is okay and why we would dare pretend like they're a world leader at the UN. Keep it here. We're coming right back. Joe Pags. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Glad to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a ton going on. Lots to get to. I appreciate you being here. Michael Franzese at the bottom of the hour. So about 10 minutes from now, the former Kappa regime, now, and he's now a pastor, and he's also a, a guy who believes in redemption. But he's got a lot to say about crime. He's got a lot to say about what's happening around the world. Um, we're going to have him at the bottom of the hour. Make sure you stick around for that. It's a great conversation that puts what we're seeing into perspective. Let me go to the phone lines. A lot of people have a lot to say about what's happening with Russia and Ukraine. I don't honestly understand other than Putin thinks this is putting the Soviet Union back together, uh, or that he thinks traditionally or historically this is somehow Russian land. Uh, we can go back as far as time if you want to see who owned what land when. It's changed hands a lot. But uh, just to, to go and roll into a sovereign country and then sit in the Security Council of the UN and say, well, I'm a permanent member, so we'll veto 
your move to make us stop bringing war. Something, something radical has to happen like we kicked them out of the UN. Goodbye. Just kick them out. I thought we were permanent. Well, you're a permanent idiot. You're a permanent ass wagon. So we're going to kick you out. Carrie, I'm still not allowed to, to can't show those two, um, those two talks because I, I was, um, I was using oh, hate speech and oh, saying what the president said about the, the Supreme Court justice. And I was bullying and harassing the president of the United States somehow. Yeah. Shame on And you. when I try to appeal it, um, yeah, the, the link doesn't work. Oh, can't contact yeah, the link right now. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, let me go to the phone lines. I appreciate you taking the timeline. One, Eric, Alaska. Talk to me. Hi. Hi, good morning, or good afternoon, rather. How are you? I'm living the dream, man. Talk to me. Yep, I'm glad to hear it. Well, I was just thinking, oh, with how much money we contribute to the U.N. and uh, with how little we get out of the relationship, why don't we just get out of the U.N. and form some different relationships with some other countries? Well, I think and that it it's time to take a look at like that. an abusive relationship, you know. Time to take a look at that. Time to take a look at NATO. We also fund NATO. NATO is basically us saying we'll protect the world, and then nobody protects Ukraine when somebody goes out. I understand Ukraine's not in NATO, but you're surrounded by NATO countries that should say, hey, this is a problem for me. But look, I'm not against right. us and kicking the U.N. Out of, out of New York. I'm not against us stopping the billion dollars a year we send them. Um, it doesn't make a lot of sense other than taking more from us, and we get very little out of it. And to your point about taking over... Uh adjacent countries and replacing them with a puppet government. You know, I, I thought it was okay in 2001 and 2003 to do that. Well, who did that? No, just taking over other countries, you know. Oh, you mean, so you're talking, you're talking about, you're, you're talking about uh, Afghanistan and, and Iraq. Right. Gotcha, brother. Appreciate that. I mean, I could be wrong, but Afghanistan and the Taliban um, housed, harbored, and trained Al-Qaeda to attack us. So going there and taking out the Taliban made sense. The fact that the Taliban still exists makes me sick because we should have been able to wipe them off the map. And I don't know that we went in there and tried to take over Afghanistan and make it little America. Had we done that, it would have looked very, very different. But we had every right to go into Afghanistan and get the bad guys. When, when, um, when we got the bad guys, we should have gotten out. We should not have stayed there for 20 years. When it comes to Iraq, either they lied to us about the intelligence or the, the intelligence showed that there were weapons of mass destruction, that they were moving around, and that there was some sort of a plan to use them against us. In retrospect, we probably should have done more legwork before going in there. Did we put in a puppet government? Yeah, uh, we did. And then we left it worse than we found it. So it doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, what he said, poignant, good points, but it's not neighboring countries. We went there because we were protecting ourselves or we were uh, avenging what happened on 9-11. And uh, Iraq... The intelligence from Italy, from Great Britain, and our own CIA said they've got what they say they don't have. We should probably go in there and get it. We should have been much smarter about how we prosecuted those wars, without a doubt. Let me go back out and say hello to line two. It's Matthew in Minnesota. Matthew, what's up? Hello. Um, I was going to make a comment regarding uh, Ukraine. Um, I think there's two things that need to be uh, understood about Ukraine. Uh, By no means am I uh, suggesting that the invasion is uh, warranted, but... Uh, as far as the Ukraine goes and the people in the Ukraine, there's Western sympathizers and there's Russian sympathizers, right? So with that being said, I don't think that you know the full story. And moreover, I think that there's, uh, there's some issue with NATO, back to your comments earlier, and them being in the Ukraine and having uh, enemies right on your border. So I, I think there's a story that we're somewhat missing, and we're not getting a full uh Well, tell the, the story. Picture. I had somebody on from Ukraine yesterday who get, who filled me in. Uh, tell me what I'm missing. You keep saying there's a story. Tell me what the story is. 
well, I, what I think is, uh, or what I know from uh, from experiences and and people online and uh, a slight bit of time spent in the region, uh, there's people that are sympathetic or want to be part of Russia. There's people that are sympathetic and are Western looking. So with that being said, uh, to Putin's comment about, you know, tell your military to overthrow your government and let's make this easier and deal with, uh, uh, and deal with Russia. I think there's something more going on there. And well, Matthew, you're not, you're not really saying much other, other than, other than there are, there are Russian sympathizers in the Eastern part. I get that. Why are they in Kiev? Uh, they shouldn't be. There are also Mexico oh. sympathizers who live in the southwestern portion of America. Should we should we just say, hey, maybe just let Mexico come and take it? I mean, I, I, it doesn't matter that there are sympathizers. There are sovereign lines and borders that are there that Russia knows it's going over, and it shouldn't be doing that. Oh. And, and by the way, if you're a Russian sympathizer and you live in eastern Ukraine, move your ass back to Russia. That's kind of simple, isn't it? Yeah, I would uh, I would agree with you 100. Yeah. percent I just my my point is is that we're in we're in full scale and we'll be there for for years to come, no doubt, right? And and I agree that they shouldn't have done what they did, but there's a larger story, and I don't think that we're we're picking up on all of it, right? Again, I, I don't I don't condone what he has done. Yeah. I think that uh, it was wrong to invade it. Yeah. But. In the same regard, you're frustrating uh, me now. Uh, I gotta, Matthew, I love you like a brother. Trying... I, I do have to run. Uh, you're frustrating me because for two and a half minutes, you said there's a larger story, and I asked you several times, "What is the larger story?" So either you think there's a larger story and you don't know, or you know and you're just we were just chilling out. I'm not really sure. Uh, either way, appreciate the call. Thank you for calling in, Michael Franzi's next. Joe Pags. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always an honor to have this man back. He's a friend of mine. We've been doing a lot of stuff together. I can't get enough of the videos that he does. It's Michael Franzese, former Copper Regime, the Colombo crime family. Also, great author. He's a pastor. And again, let me just reiterate, really glad to be friends with you, Michael. How are you? Good to see you. Always good, Joe. Thanks for having me again. You, you know, these videos that you do are amazing because you'll you'll talk about a mob story from back in the day. You'll talk about a mob movie, maybe a mob series. You'll talk about a specific guy who is involved in that life. And then you give sort of a moral of the story. You tell a story and spin a story almost better than anybody I've seen before. And this has made you an international name, an international celebrity, whether you want it to be or not. And here's what I mean. I was doing radio in Australia, and they said, hey, the reason I found out about you, Pags, was I saw your YouTube video with Michael Franzese and Rudy Giuliani. And then I was on yesterday with a St. Louis radio station with a guy named Columbo and another guy named Porcelli. And they're like, yeah, but do you really know Michael Franzese? So, dude, I mean, how do you handle that? Going from that life where you tried your best to be, you know, under the radar to now everybody knows who you are. Well, you know, Joe, it's uh, the last 25 years I've been out there quite a bit. And of course, we started this YouTube platform just a little bit over a year ago. And I've learned that that's one of the biggest platforms in the world because I get stopped, you know, everywhere now, uh, pretty much. But, you know, to me, it's just it just is what it is. I mean, I don't let it get to me. It's it's nice that people acknowledge you. And I'm glad you're having that same experience. And uh, we just keep moving forward. 
MichaelFranzese.com. Go there and become part of his crew. MichaelFranzese.com. It's F-R-A-N-Z-E-S-E. You know, what's funny to me, Michael, is when I watch these mob movies and when I see people tell stories, they all say, yeah, now Michael Franchese. <laughs> they, all, they all say Franchese. That's kind of interesting. It's not spelled that way at all. Has that always been that way your whole life? They, they have butchered my name, especially <laughs> out on the West Coast, Joe. I, I don't get it. And it's two syllables, Franzese. <laughs> well, the, real, the Italian way to say it is Francisi, but, you know. Right. Uh, but Francis, it's easy, but people have a lot of trouble with it. I well, don't know why. Well, as you know, mine is Pagliarulo, but in Italian, it's Pagliarulo. So nobody's really, yeah. I, I've, I've had Pack of Gorillas, Pack of Ravioli. I've had all <laughs> sorts of, you know, names for us. But if it sounds kind of Italian, we just go with it. So yeah. so when you're getting this notoriety and this, and this celebrity, I, I think it's because of the story of redemption. And I wonder if you agree with me. I know that people are attracted to the mob life, Michael. You and I have talked about this a million times. These mob channels are going nuts on YouTube. By the way, yours is by far the best out there. Just look up Michael Franzese. But, but the celebrity and the draw of the criminal, the bad guy, that's palpable. That's real. But do you think it's more about redemption? Like when I first talked to Rudy about you, he said, I believe in redemption. And that's why I think you guys get along. Is that what it's about, do you think? You know, I think so, Joe. You know, a lot of people think it's difficult to get out of a lifestyle like that. And the fact that I was able to do that and, you know, enjoy some success and have a normal life with a family and move on in a, in a whole different area of my life. I think that's attractive to people because, you know, a lot of people go through situations that they hope they can get out of and move on in their life in a different way. So, yeah, I mean, look, the mob genre is what it is. People are interested in it. I think it's made a I don't want to say a comeback, but it's been more out there now than ever before, yeah. I guess because of YouTube and things like that. But uh, I think the redemption thing is, uh, is special to people. I really mean that. As we watch, it's Michael Franzese, michaelfranzese.com. Go there, become part of his crew. He's also doing speaking tours all over the place. I would love to have gone to Warren, Michigan recently. I hear that turned out very, very well. I've got a house in Michigan, so maybe next time we'll talk about that. But, but as, as people are watching what's unfolding in the world on planet Earth, when we had Trump for four years, and you and I privately have talked about Trump and what was good and what was not so good maybe, um, but generally speaking, you want a strong leader. Can you look at this and relate it to your former life? Can you look at this and say, when we had uh, you know, this guy, Ali Boy, was in charge of that, or when I was a cop of regime, or my dad was the underboss, uh, things worked better because there was strength and leadership, and then that always you know, brings it uh, better down the line, down the ranks to the soldiers. We're looking at a weak leader now in Biden, and we're seeing bad actors around the world start to gin up trouble. Is that relatable or not? Oh, absolutely, Joe. You know, I believe firmly in peace through strength. And if you look at the history of the mob, anytime we had an internal war, especially in the Columbos, it's always because somebody uh, perceived a weakness in leadership. And that's when they made their move to try to take over. Uh, you know, when everybody, when there's strong leadership in place, nobody wants to make a move. But when they perceive weakness, that's when people act. And uh, that's what's happening in the world right now. And I think, look, America's looking weak. There's no question about it. What happened in Afghanistan was a disaster. You can't spin it any other way. Yeah. And I think world leaders, uh, you know, guys like, you know, the leader of China and Putin, of course, are perceiving that and they're making their move. And, and you know, to me, it's it's like Mob 101. That's what it is. It's MichaelFranzese.com. It is Michael Franzese, former cop of regime, the Colombo crime family. Great author. He's a speaker. He's a pastor and a great friend of mine. Go to his YouTube channel and subscribe if you haven't yet. He's fast on his way to a million subscribers, and we want to help to push you over the top there. So Trump is in there, and he drops 57 bombs on Syria when they just saber-rattled a little bit. And then, you know, and this is while he's having dinner with the Chinese president. He said, oh, hold on a second. We just dropped a bunch of bombs on Syria. What were you saying? 
So, I mean, he, he really did do it from strength. And then we took out Soleimani. We took out, we took out Baghdadi. We took out some bad guys from ISIS and so on. Iran got afraid of us. North Korea was afraid of us. Russia didn't want to do anything. We had the countries in check that would otherwise act up. Then Biden comes in, and I think you're right. Most people didn't really know what he was going to do. We didn't realize he was as feeble as he is, and I'm not being mean. It's just true. I mean, doctors say it's you know age-related uh, onset dementia. Having said that, Afghanistan is the big bungle. Can you relate that to something that happened in the mafia? I mean, maybe maybe Castellano and, and Gotti, I don't know, maybe in the Colombo family and not the Gambino family, where one thing happened and then the bad guys who were waiting for something to happen jumped out. Like Afghanistan was such a, a botched job. Was there anything like that that happened in that life for you back in the day that said this was their opening, this is why they did that? Well, there again, Joe, it's when there's a weakness perceived in leadership. And, you know, the last Colombo war we had when Vicarina, you know, made a move on Persico. Persico was in jail as he normally was. Right. We started to see a crack in the armor with Persico's leadership. And for a while, you know, Junior, uh, he, he led with an iron hand, no doubt. But so many of them went to jail. So many of them were started to be disgruntled because of the fact that Junior was always in jail. And Vicarina, who was left to actually take care of business for Junior, perceived a weakness there. And, you know, in that life, it's all about control. And if you can get to the top spot and you can control, that's what you want. And I see the same thing happening here. Look, it's it's an easy formula when you have a, a guy like Putin, you know, who is a I, I don't want to I don't know if you call him a bully, you know, but he, he has a dream of, of, you know, bringing the Soviet Union back. Yeah. He wants to be the number one power in the world. And when he perceives a weakness in the alleged power of the world, which is the United States, and it's definitely there. I mean, look, he did it in Crimea when when uh, Obama, you know, was in power there. Right. And uh, then uh, coincidentally, we, we should say for four years while Trump was there, say what you want about him. But nobody was making a move. And then Biden comes in. He shows what's happening in Afghanistan. Everybody's paying, paying attention. They see a weakness there and he makes his move. And look, you know. I don't know. They're saying, you know, that he's going to suffer over these sanctions. But, you know, the funny thing, Joe, I, I said this to me, it's only common sense. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not a politician. I'm not that knowledgeable. But I see things and I relate them to my former life. If somebody is going to impose sanctions and they tell you about it for months in advance, well, what are you going to do? You're going to make preparations so the sanctions don't hurt you that much. If he was that worried about it, would he have made his move in, uh, in uh, Ukraine? I don't think so. So it's not going to stop him. And if it hurts him later, you know, they'll get over it because the world will forgive him in a way. And, and then he'll have Ukraine, exactly what he wanted before. So to me, it's all a big bluff. Well, you're 100% right, uh, Michael. When, when you telegraph what harm is going to come, you make plans to divert yourself from that harm. And he's known about this for a while. The threat of the, of the sanctions didn't stop him. In fact, that pushed his hand and he said, okay, you're going to sanction me? Here we go. And he went in. I'm wondering, though, and again, it's Michael Franzese. Go to michaelfranzese.com. Sign up. Be part of his crew. Go and check out his YouTube channel now. You're doing like four or five videos a week, and they're all amazing. Go and check those out. Um, what you just said made a lot of sense to me, but, but here's what I wonder. And again, related to your former life, if you don't mind, because it, it, to me, it appears as though we've got a big mob war going on right now on the globe, and we'll see if, if good or if bad comes out on top. I hope and I pray it's good. But you've got Afghanistan screwed up. China and and uh, Russia both rushed in. Now they're the best friends of the Taliban. Suddenly they're both. Now there's a triumvirate there, and those three are going to rule that entire region. And then Russia says, "Well, watch this. They move into Ukraine." China yesterday reportedly sent some planes, some fighter jets over Taiwan. 
So is China responding because Russia looks stronger than them, and now we've got to show our strength as well over Taiwan? Or is China saying, well, if they can get away with it, we might be able to do it now? What do you think is going on there? My belief is China is saying, hey, if uh, Russia can get away with it, then we want to get away with it too with Taiwan. Why not? Uh, You know, listen, I I don't want, don't get me wrong, I don't want to see a world war at all. Uh, But really, what is America going to do about it? You know, we depend on China for so much now. Business depends on China so much. I think there would be people in this country that would be concerned about alienating China because of what's going on there. And unfortunately, we allowed that to happen over the years. Um, You know, I think they see the weakness in America. It's definitely there. There's no question about it. And world leaders who want to best us and China wants to best us, they're going to take advantage of it now. How do you bring stability back if, again, we're looking at it as, a, as a, a territory, a turf war, if you will? Who's going to have the strength? Who's going to have the power? Who's going to have sort of the, uh, the world superpower status? If you've got a mob war going on, how does the dust finally settle? Do you have to sit down and have a conversation? Do you have to kill everybody else in the other family? How does this work? Because the last thing I think you and I want is for us to send 30,000 troops over to, to, to Ukraine to defend them. We don't want to do that because why should American blood spill, but we also can't can't see the reunification of, of the Soviet Union. How do these things tend to settle down eventually? What happens? You know what, Joe? I'm, I'm very concerned. I mean, look, it all starts at leadership on the top. And, and what we have in our leadership in our White House right now, I mean, look, I have to say this. I mean, Kamala Harris was an embarrassment going over there and talking to people like they were school children. Stunning, yeah. I mean, it was stunning. I mean, to allow this to happen to the, you know, the greatest country on earth, it's, it's just total embarrassment. They just don't know what they're doing, in my view. Now, you know, people may say, hey, Michael, you know, what do you know? But look, I came out of a life where I, I can tell you this. It was peace through strength all the time. That, that's the history of the mob life. And when there's a perceived weakness, people take advantage of it. And on the world stage, that's what's happening right here. I don't think Obama, I'm, excuse me, I don't think Biden and this administration has the ability to calm this down. I really don't. And I'm, yeah. I'm concerned about where it's going to lead to. I mean, look, if China does make a move in Taiwan and take it over, they're going to take it over. How are we going to stop that? What are we going to do? I mean, and now you got China, you know, a nuclear superpower. You got Russia, a nuclear superpower. They're probably going to, uh, you know, prompt up Iran. I mean, now we got some real problems in this world. And uh, I don't know if anybody has the will to stop them at this point. It's a scary situation for sure. It's Michael Frenzies, author of the book called uh, Mafia Democracy, which is coming out in just a few months. You've got several other books out there as well. Look on Amazon. Go to michaelfrenzies.com, join his crew, and go follow his YouTube. I want to switch gears in a major way, but it's all sort of related, Michael. We've got crime that's up 30% in big cities around this country. In some cities, it's up 100%. You've got drive-by shootings and carjackings in New York City, and we never, ever heard about drive-by shootings and carjackings in New York City. Uh, Not since Giuliani, anyway. So we've got a new DA there, and this this guy, Alvin Bragg, who decided, eh, I'm not going to punish a lot of these crimes. In fact, if there's an armed robbery, but you didn't shoot anybody, I'm just going to let you go home in your own recognizance and wear an ankle bracelet. I'm not going to go for anything more than 20 years, even if you murdered somebody. I mean, we're literally telling the criminals there is no deterrent in place. So what do you do about that? How do you fix that, knowing that people like George Soros are buying off DA's offices? These offices don't care about stopping crime. In fact, where I am in San Antonio... Just yesterday, there was a great report by a local reporter who showed that there are organizations that are funded by by radicals who want to defund the police who are going and bailing out criminals from from jail 
in Bear County, Texas, who go out and they and they go commit more crimes and never show up to their court date. And then when you ask the sheriff, hey, is this why is this why crime is up? And the sheriff says, nah, crime is up everywhere. It's not just here. Michael, help me understand the criminal justice system and how broken it is right now. And if you had a button to fix it, what would that button do? Joe, I got to tell you this. I cannot for the life of me understand the strategy or the thinking here. I'm saying to myself, do these people really think that criminals now I'm going to be honest with you. I was a criminal for 20 years of my life. I spent eight years in prison with a lot of criminals. I visited my dad for another 30 years. I know about crime and I know about how criminals think. And I'm trying to say to myself, do these people really think that if they say, okay, Mr. Criminal, we're going to go light on crime, that the criminal is going to say, oh, thank you. Now I'm going to go straight. Or are they going to say, hey, I'm going to take advantage. If I was on the street and I heard they abolished the RICO Act, and I couldn't and I didn't have to worry about that. Well, I'm going to get more emboldened in the criminal activity that I'm, I'm engaged in. It makes no sense whatsoever that these people don't care about innocent people, about victims of crime. I don't get it. I don't understand where they're going. So I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to say, OK, do they think that this is that criminals become a voting block and that'll help them keep them in power? Are they trying just to get the the legitimate people so scared that they look towards government for help in any which way, I cannot for the life of me figure it out. And I have to bring this up, Joe. It's the same way I can't figure out how people in power can tell parents, you don't have a right you know, to know what your children are being taught it's in crazy. school. It is, it's crazy. You don't have a right in California. At 12 years old, we can vaccinate your kid and they don't have to get permission from you. How do you separate parents from children and think that somebody's gonna go along with that? And I'm saying to myself, Aren't these people in power parents also? Would they want somebody to do that to their children? For the life of me, I cannot understand the mindset here. It makes no sense to me. And look what's happening. It's nonsensical. Like you're saying, crime is everywhere. It's exploding. I mean, you know, I have to say this. My daughter and and my, uh, uh, my two daughters were in L.A. the other day. We used to live in L.A. We now live in Orange County. They came back scared. They said, Dad, we we can't believe what's happening in Santa Monica in L.A. You can't even walk down the street there. Now, this is one of the this is the heaviest populated city in the country. And it's a major city, L.A., and it's dangerous right now. Well, you've got homeless everywhere who are shooting up. You've got drug dealers everywhere who do very bad things. And and, and Michael, the sick part is they were given 12 to 13 billion dollars to fix the homelessness problem in California. They blew through it. Now they're asking for more money, and the homeless problem has exploded. We can talk about that probably for another 20 minutes next time. It's Michael Franzese, michaelfranzese.com, F-R-A-N-Z-E-S-E is his last name, michaelfranzese.com. Sign up for the newsletter. Sign up for the for the crew. Go and ingest every single video he does. If he's speaking anywhere near you, go there and do that as well. Michael, I could talk to you for two hours. You know that, my friend. Thank you so much for coming on today with some really smart insight from your former life that really does relate directly to, to what we're facing today. Let's do it again soon, can we? As always, Joe, I appreciate it. You know I'm available anytime to you, my friend. My brother, I appreciate that. We're back after this. Stay right here. Don't be an A-dub. Stay with the Joe Pag Show.
Hi, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really enjoyed having Michael back on. He's, a, he's become a very good friend. He's a very, very smart guy when it comes to what's happening in the world. And, and the way to relate it to his former life really does make sense to me. Um, uh, again, go to his website, michaelfranzese.com. Join his crew. Check out everything he does. Let me tell you about um, your debt ceiling. You know the one that you can't move like the government can? Government can say, hey, listen, our debt's it. We're right up against the debt ceiling. Right up against it. We're just going to change it. We just don't have any. We're just going to extend how much debt we can spend. We can't do that as individuals. So you need some help. And I want you to get help to get off that treadmill for my friends at Total Financial Freedom. If you owe more than uh, than $10,000, the team at Total Financial Freedom have been doing a great job for more than 15 years now, helping people like you resolve their debts and cut payments in half. If you don't believe me, no problem. Just give them a call. It's 800-833-9444. 1-800-833-9444. Call now. Ask about the free book, The Debt Dietitian. Debt Dietitian. You'll get that free book by mentioning my name when you give them a call. Their team is awesome. They're like-minded people, A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. No complaints. Call Total Financial right now, 800-833-9444, 1-800-833-9444. Total Financial Freedom. Tell them I, call, I t- told you to call. Get that free book. This is The Joe Pegg Show.